This is Scott from Reno, Nevada, fan of the greatest jersey in all of sports, frankly. And by that, of course, I'm referencing the Arizona Coyotes Kachina jersey. Come on, Adam, you know it's true. And you are all listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. First line edition brought to you by mycustomsportschair.com. PHN15 is the code. Get a sports chair anyway. You like it with any logo you want, any faces you want, all that good stuff. Mycustomsportschair.com. 15% off by using the code PHN15. We're going shorthanded this week. Lonnie Goldsmith is on a floating Petri dish in international waters at this time with his family. Um, so he will need a vacation after his current vacation um, with multiple parts of, of his family. Adam Minnick, Richard Cote with you. Richard, you're just used to playing shorthand. You've been shorthanded a lot this year on uh, various lines that you serve. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, illnesses, vacations. I don't know who's approving these vacations. I know I am not. So um, Lonnie needs to, to start submitting his, uh, his vacation plans ahead of time. It's just, uh, this is unacceptable. I think you should put an official memo out. I think I will. Yeah, all, all PHN podcast staff. There you go. You should, and because uh, I, I have that authority. On the second line, would 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 Jacob get less because he's Canadian? So so the yeah, exchange the, rate of Canadian of hours is different. Yeah, because they use the metric system, and and yeah. somehow that that's less. So okay, yeah, got absolutely. it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, his his PTO is uh, maybe like. Um, I was going to say, you know, 0.5 hours less, but that's kind of using the metric system. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Yeah. we don't do PTO. We just do TO. <laughs> we do not pay oh, for yeah, time yeah, off yeah, around yeah. the PHS okay, circles. <laughs> TO. There's no, there no accruing either. UPTO. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, s- since we joined you last, um, you know, we, we've, we, there's X's and Y's and Z's next to teams' names now. And a P. Yeah, because 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 that's what you do in sports. You put E's and P's and X's and Y's and Z's. <laughs> so more E's and a P have been added with a couple yes, X's. Absolutely, uh, Boston clinching the President's Trophy last night uh, with a uh, a win in their game and a uh, loss for Carolina. So um, you know they're now our President's Trophy. They are now carrying the potential President's Trophy curse into the playoffs. Um, and we've had a few eliminated, um, as you know, we expect as we get winding down less than 10 games left in the playoffs. But what kind of struck me as odd is um, we're seeing a lot of these these X's and a lot of these, uh, you know, playoff position clinching in the East. We've seen one in the West so far. Yeah, we, we've and that was you know, that, that was yesterday as well, getting their 98th and 99th, or excuse me, their 99th point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Vegas Golden Knights. So they have clinched a playoff spot. We don't know their seed because um, they literally could be a wild card all the way up to a division winner at this point. They sit uh, a game in hand ahead of Edmonton and up two points in hand. And then they are three points ahead of LA, nine points ahead of Seattle. So wild card looking less and less happening there. 75 games in of the 82 game schedule. Um, so yeah, one in the West, um, we are, we are really, really close, uh, to the host of central teams of the wild three points ahead of the stars and avalanche, um, clinching as well. So really, you know, as we record this on Friday, the 31st, uh, by the end of the weekend, um, we, we potentially have a lot more X's that, uh, that could be popped up there in the West. The, the, the West is going to be fast and furious in terms of, uh, in terms of the, the X's, um, yeah. 
yeah. So that's that. That's what we've got going there. Just a lot of, just a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on there, um, in terms of the the clinching scenarios, as as they like to say. Now, I, I know a couple of weeks ago we had mentioned our, um, you know, our locks in for the wild card. Do we think who we're seeing in the wild card spots are who are going to make it in? You know, right now. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if Pittsburgh was in that second spot or if it was Florida. They're they've been battling back and forth. Oh who, no, it was who, Pittsburgh. It, it was Pittsburgh because Florida was kind of that's when they were left for dead, and now all of a sudden uh, that's become a fun race, right? Like between those two, I mean, who who do you think has the momentum to get into the playoffs right now? Uh, granted, Pittsburgh does have a game in hand and one point up on Florida. If this was three four days ago, I was going to say beginning of the week, I'd say Florida. Cause, cause they were on a streak, but you know, then they lost, but now they've won two in a row. So I mean, both teams are playing 500 hockey. It's, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. Um, if Yari stays healthy, he's having a great season when he's been healthy. I think if he stays healthy, you give the edge to Pittsburgh. They've been there. They've done that. They understand it. Um, you, you anytime you got Malkin and Crosby, it's hard to say that, that, you know, eh. but Kachuk just hit a hundred point season. He did it back to back with different teams now, um, which doesn't happen too often in NHL history. I, I think Pittsburgh probably gets it with that asterisk of Yari stays healthy for the final seven games. Fair enough. You? Um, I don't know. I'm le- I'm starting to believe in Florida. I had written them off as, as late as last week thinking, you know, this is a team I have no faith in They're They just weren't, really cutting it for me. And now, you know, that they, they are playing 500, but they're playing, you know, slightly better than Pittsburgh is. And we'll, we'll go back. Pittsburgh does have that game in hand and a point up on them in the standings. Um, but I mean, if Florida can get hot down the stretch, I, I like them to jump in and get that second wild card. And I think that would make for a very um, interesting matchup against Boston. Uh, granted, it will still be probably a first round loss for, you know, whoever, faces Boston in the first round, but um, and yeah. And strength of schedule, like down the stretch, it, it's like virtually even the remaining seven games for Pittsburgh, 549 winning percentage, Ottawa, six games, or sorry, Florida, six games, 547 winning percentage. Mm. Both teams have four games at home in their remaining games. So, you know, we can't even say, Oh, one has an easier path. They, they really don't No, um, I mean, Pittsburgh potentially, it's misleading because their game on Saturday is, is at home versus Boston. And when does Boston start resting people? Cause they true. literally have nothing to play for now in, in their final uh, seven games. Yeah. So but you, you go back to that road, rest versus rust, you know? Yeah. But you, you want road games. You just like, so they're playing, they've got a Saturday, Sunday, Pittsburgh, St. Louis back to back for Boston. And then they're off all the way till Thursday when they've got a couple home games. So you wonder if this weekend, if if you see some veterans sitting out a couple road games with, I mean, Pittsburgh to St. Louis, it means it's a it's a short flight, but still a time zone difference and all that back to back. So you just you just wonder, you, you wonder. I don't. If I'm in that position to make that call, I say uh, play Saturday, rest Sunday. Yeah, could be, could be. So keep an eye on that. But yeah, it, it it's that's the, I mean the Leafs have separated themselves from the lightning four points with two games in hand. So, I mean, the seating in the Atlantic even looks like it's pretty close to being set. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, really the only, there's two races left. It's the Pittsburgh, Florida for the wild card, and it's the Jersey and, and the Ranger, I'm sorry, the Jersey and Carolina for top spot. 
yeah. you know, to, to avoid playing the Rangers in the first round, essentially, and end up playing the Islanders. It, it's, it's, it's which New York team are you, you going to go to the Island or are you going to go to Manhattan uh, <laughs> right. for the first round is what's going there. And uh, you know, you'd probably rather play the Islanders cause the Rangers got a little more potent, but uh, I mean, that's what we're looking at there. It, it, the East is pretty settled. Um, here's, here's one little, one little, uh, one little fun bet that, that we could do here. Okay. Um, will the Boston Bruins, finish with more points than their goal differential. Oh, right now they have 121 points with a plus 118. Yeah. Uh, I, I say they will. They'll, they'll finish with more points than their goal differential. I just, I, they're probably not going to be trying to score so much. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I I think so too because I think they're they're ahead for more losses down the stretch than wins, mm-hmm. which will bring that goal differential down. But how crazy is that? How how close their differential? They're, they're both phenomenal numbers. <laughs> oh man, uh, when was the last time we saw a, a team at this point of the season with 120 points? They are. I'm, I'm, oh God, I'm glad you asked because uh, I, I mean, Tampa was up there about three years ago. Uh, they are the fourth, they took the fourth fewest games to clinch mm-hmm. in a season. Um, the lightning in 1819 were 62, uh, games as well as the 95, 96 Red Wings. So that's the fastest was 62 games. Wow. Yeah. So they're, yeah. Uh, Canadians did 60 in, in 76, 77. And then the Canadians also did it in, uh, 59 games in 77, 78. Okay. So, yep. So yeah, the fourth fewest games to clinch the number one seed. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. Also, yeah. And they've also equaled three teams for the fifth most wins in a single season already in league history. So yeah, it, it's, uh, they're the fifth team in league history to reach 120 points at the fifth at the 75 game mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, just absolutely incredible what they've been doing. And I believe this is the, the fast, uh, the most wins the Bruins have had in franchise history as well. This is their franchise. Yes, that is correct. 58 wins. Yep. 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 So, um, yeah, they are tracking to tie right now. They keep on the pace. They will tie the 76, 77 Canadians for most points in, in league history with 132. Wow. I think they fall short of that. That's going to be my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, and to your point, at some point you do have to rest the players because you, know, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to have a repeat of, of Tampa in the first round. So 16th time they've won the president's trophy and the previous 15 times they've done it. Seven times they've gone on to play in the Stanley cup. Wow. So there you go. There you go. Here's all the goodies, all the goodies for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, we, so that, that's what we got in the East. Um, and then in the West, like we've talked about the central's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got three points separating three teams, uh, eight games left for Colorado and Dallas, Ooh, seven left for Minnesota. The easiest schedule is Colorado. The hardest schedule is Minnesota. And then you've got, once again, a mess in the Pacific uh, with three points separating first and third. 
Vegas has got a killer schedule down the stretch. 620 win percentage Ooh. is what they've got. Edmonton has the path, 464. The only problem is four of their six are on the road down the stretch. They're not um, so bad on the road. No. C- Seattle seems like they're out. Of, uh, they went from first to fourth real quick <laughs> you know, in about a month. Um, they, they've had a, they had a real tough march, but they're, they they're solidly in that first wild card spot with a five-point five lead on Winnipeg and a seven-point lead on Calgary. So what we're looking at here is Winnipeg two points ahead of Calgary, three points ahead of Nashville for that second wild card. So it's kind of a three-team battle coming down the stretch. Calgary with the inside track, trailing by two points with a 462 win percentage strength of schedule down. They've got this. I mean, you look at this schedule. Uh, Winnipeg, by the way, five of seven at home, though, with a 565. So big difference. Nashville, Mm -hmm. five of eight at home, but a 612. They've got the hardest schedule of the entire league left. And they've got some teams that that are that are still fighting for things. Um, but Calgary goes to Vancouver. Then they've got Anaheim and Chicago at home. They got a head-to-head with Winnipeg, so that's a four-point game mm-hmm. swing right there. Then they go to Vancouver. Then they play Nashville, which can get interesting if that's a four-point game, second-to-last game of the season. And then they finish with San Jose. So, I mean, Calgary going 7-0 and collecting 14 more points isn't out of the question. They've they've got, you know, I, I would say six out of seven of those games are highly winnable. Their toughest game being at Winnipeg on the back back end of a home of a, a Tuesday, Wednesday set for them. So can Calgary catch Winnipeg? I think it comes down to Hellebuck. I yeah. think Winnipeg Hellebuck's gonna gonna decide if if Winnipeg gets the second wild card. I think it's that to me, it's that simple of, of what Connor Hellebuck does down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, he, he's kind of never been on the, uh, the upper part of your, your goaltender wish list, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you hit it right there. Uh, goaltending is going to be key for, for both these teams going down the stretch, but Winnipeg with the harder, you, you, it was the harder, uh, strength yep. of schedule left. Um, yep. No, boy, is he going to be tested. Yeah, at least they got five of seven at home, which is interesting is the next five are at home, and they finish with two on the road in Minnesota and Calgary. So they've got Detroit, Jersey, Calgary, Nashville, San Jose coming up at home. So a lot of home cooking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, st- I, I think Winnipeg holds on. I really do. I, I think that they will hold on to the second wild card. Um, it, Calgary just, you know, this is the first time they've been consistent this year. You know, mm-hmm. seven of the last 10 in points. They, they are that proverbial 500 team when you look at them. Um, you know, and here's the thing about, about Calgary that I just, I don't, you know, they, they've collected 15 loser points. That's what's keeping them in the race. I mean, mm-hmm. th- this is one of those years where the loser point matters instead of those no points in overtime. You take 50, think about it, take 15 points away from them. That is crazy. They, they, they'd be down in 68 points. <laughs> I mean, in your Arizona territory. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where they would be. So yeah. you think about that loser point and how much they've got, um, you know, them and San Jose tied for the league league with, with, with 15 overtime losses. And you look at Winnipeg, they've only had three overtime losses. So they, they've, and here's the thing. They by far have the tiebreaker and wins. They're, they're ahead by seven wins. So if Winnipeg and Calgary tie, Winnipeg's got the tiebreaker mm-hmm. easily in this scenario and they should have it over Nashville as well. So I, I like Winnipeg. 
Yep, they, I mean, for sure, control their own destiny here. So it'll be a fun, fun race to watch going down to the end there. It is. And then on the other side of the standings, as of last night, we have a new development. Um, Columbus is no longer the bottom dueller in the league in terms of points percentage. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks uh, are, are the tank. 360 for them, 365 win percentage for Columbus. So the ping pong balls getting in favor of Chicago versus over Columbus right now. Wait, 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 wait. There is no tanking in hockey. We know this. The commissioner said so. Yep. And uh, eight games left for Columbus. Five at home, five, seven, nine strength of schedule. The Hawks with seven, only three at home at five, seven, five. So both teams equally crappy down the stretch. <laughs> really, the uh, the division races, only one division race settled. I think it's great. We have three out of four division races up for grabs. And that oh, number yeah. one seed in each division is important. You want that home ice. Yep, you sure do. And do you want that wild card uh, matchup in the first round too? Uh, maybe. I think a lot of that has to do with matchups. So, I mean, okay. Well, let's look at the Metropolitan, one of the division leaders that's up for grabs here. So if you're Carolina, you're telling me you would want to face either the Rangers or the Devils over the Islanders. I would rather face the Devils over the Islanders personally. Really? Yeah. I I think... I. <laughs> The goal, I think the Islanders' goaltending is a lot stronger. I think the Islanders have a makeup of – they're kind of built for the playoffs. They're, they're a little heavier team. They've got stronger goaltending. Um, and, and, you know, they, they don't know how to put the puck in the net as well as New Jersey. But I, I just I, – I like, I like the Islanders as a playoff team better than the Devils. Wait, you said that uh, the Islanders – Goaltending is stronger than the New Jersey. They, they've allowed the same amount of goals this season. I, I agree, seven. but I, I I think going into the playoffs, I I like if you're going to give me goalie versus goalie matchup, I I kind of like what the Islanders are throwing in net with, with, with Sorokin. I, I I do. I'm. Okay. You're not. You're not I, sold. You're I, not I'm, sold on Sorokin. I'm not sold. I mean, uh, New Jersey's been play, uh, okay. Yes, the, the postseason is a completely different beast. We know this. But New Jersey has given me nothing this season to show me that they're slowing down. A 9-10 save percentage doesn't excite me. And that's what Vanacek has in his 48 games. In today's, yeah. in today's standards, that, that's not even average. I mean, that, that's, yeah. Hey, that, that's kind of what the, the rest of the East is like. I mean, subtract... The outstanding Sor- goaltending throwing a nine twenty four out there. Okay, <laughs> I twenty eight wins this year. I mean, he he's arguably can you make he could be the second best goalie in the in the East this year. Twenty eight wins. Uh, yeah, but Vanacek has thirty. I know he's got more wins and less games played. I just I think it's the team in front of him. But I think come playoff time, I I'd rather play the Devils. I don't know if I'd want to mess with him. Sorokin scares me. I mean, I'm I'm not taking anything away from Sorokin. He is a, he is a great goaltender. And I, I agree. He's probably the second best goaltender behind Allmark right now in the East. Yep. But I mean, I, the stronger team I believe is New Jersey and you got to look at the whole team. Okay. If you're getting fairly similar numbers, minus the, the save percentage, you're getting similar wins, uh, similar goals allowed. Um, I I still do not like my chances against New Jersey in the first round. 
Okay, you're, you're allowed. You're, you're, you know, I know you believe you're in Jack Hughes. Wrong, I get it. You know. I get it. You you believe in Jack Hughes? I do believe Jack in Jack Hughes. Hughes. You trust? <laughs> you're, you're you're all on board with with Husey. You got it. Jesper, Nico. I got it. You're, yeah. You're, I I'm not going to argue hardly again. I'm not going to say that 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 it's a hands down difference. But no. Um. But, but by the way, uh, could 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 we argue that Jeremy Swayman has been the second best goalie in the East? Uh, yes, we can absolutely do that. <laughs> Freaking backup I, goalie with 20 wins. <laughs> not to mention that a couple weeks ago, he had back-to-back shutouts. Shutouts, I know. How crazy is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> tells you how good the team is in front of him. I, I, I brought this up last week, and uh, and every week I get these you know updates in my Facebook uh, you know thread as I'm going through, and it's like goalies of the week. And I saw like you know four dominant goaltenders in the East. And I'm looking, I'm like, wait, Swayman's not in there. He had two shutouts that week and it had to be a minimum of three games played. He had only played two that week, two. which he allowed no goals. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, he had a 1000 save percentage. So let's, um, yeah. let's focus on that. Who would you, so if you're Boston, mm-hmm. I mean, do you even care Pittsburgh, Florida? I mean, I think you'd rather play Florida, right? I, I think you'd rather play Florida, but this season you've shown you can take care of anybody in the yeah. East. Um, I think, think it's going to be, you know, as you get later on in the playoffs, as you start getting bruised and battered, if you make it to the Stanley Cup final, it's the teams in the West you haven't played much against that you don't know very well. Um, and, of course, battling potential injury. That's where the big question is going to be. Um, I, I, yeah. I think whoever comes out of the West is going to be more beat up than whoever oh. comes out of the East. I think the Western conference playoffs are going to be the better conference playoffs this year. They're going to be brutal as well. Um, But then, yeah, you come in with the unfamiliarity with those teams and it's just kind of, it's up for grabs there. Yeah. So, so then in the West, who, who, uh, I I mean, I got to say it. I said it early in the season that this is probably their best team they've had in years and all that. And I I may be right with the Minnesota wild actually for once, just maybe, (laughs) maybe. Were, were you in doubt early on in the season when they, when they I wasn't doubt early, yeah. early on the season? I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't pick them to win the division, but I did go on record saying that they will be the, it'll be the most complete and deepest Minnesota team we've seen in a million yes. years. Yes. No. And uh, it's shown to be, to be true here. Uh, I mean, they're uh, see, they won what three, one against uh, Colorado the other night. Yep. Um, that was, that was a, a Minnesota looked excellent in that game, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, Flurry's starting to, you know, show that he still has it. I think we were in doubt earlier in the season when he had been dropping game after game after game. Um, and th- this is a team that didn't really do a whole lot come the trade deadline. I think they had the pieces in place. They were just waiting for, you know, the right, uh, mentality in the locker room to gel and actually get things, you know, get things going. So, um, yeah, no, Minnesota's definitely uh, showing off what they have right now in, in the last couple of months is when they've made this big push. So uh, exciting to finally see that out of Minnesota. Yeah, I I, I think they hang on. Um, like I said, they got a real tough schedule down the stretch. I think Colorado has the best chance to catch them. Um, they're playing phenomenal hockey lately. They're looking healthy again, getting McCarr back the other night. Mm-hmm. Um you know, McKinnon is, is skating on all cylinders. They've got the easiest schedule down the stretch in terms of percentage, just a bunch of road games. Um, I think Dallas falls to the three, uh, but I still think, I think Minnesota, I think they edge out. Unfortunately, they don't play each other. 
that's that's what stinks is we don't get a Colorado Minnesota game down the stretch to kind of decide it all. In fact, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado don't don't play each other. At, oh, I take that back. Dallas this weekend they play them tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Dallas is at Colorado. But that's it. That's yeah. it. Between like the three teams, they got one game left. So a lot of a lot of just not sorting out head to head, unfortunately. And I, I I think the the order of the division is actually going to hang on this game on Saturday, Dallas or uh, yeah, Dallas at Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if Dallas comes out with a win in that one, that's going to put Colorado in a very you know <laughs> poor position to jump up and get that that division win. But then you got you know two games at San Jose with a, a day in between those two. Uh, you got the the King. You're going to be at the Kings at Anaheim. Then you host Edmonton and Winnipeg. Those are your two toughest games going down the stretch. And then you finish off at Nashville in a game that probably won't mean anything at the end of the season, at least for Nashville. Yeah. And and what's interesting there is, is Dallas right now has, has the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got two more regulation wins than Carolina, despite Dallas losing 14 games at overtime this year. It's like they get to overtime, they don't win. Right. right. But if in 60 minutes they win, I mean, talk about crazy. It's, it's amazing how, how these teams, how crazy that is um, with that. So yeah, it's, it's going to come down the stretch. Um, like I said, Seattle pretty much supplanted in that four spot. Um, I'm sorry. In, in that first wild card spot, you know, yep. fourth in that division. Um, and then like I said, Winnipeg and Calgary battling it out. Um, I, like I said, we've talked about, I Pacific though, here's the interesting thing in Pacific. Um, you, you take a look at that and and look of our uh, early season predictions. Um, Richard, you and me and Lou didn't do too well. Oh, what are you talking about? So not Archie. Uh, <laughs> was it you? No. Nope. Oh no no no. Sorry, I no, you had Edmonton. I, no, you're, I you had Edmonton. Edmonton. No, you're right. You're right. No, it's Lou and I. Cal- Calgary and Vancouver. We, we we stayed up there at, at Miss, but you know, you you had Edmonton. Lonnie had L.A. Uh, Vegas for for the snarky one. Um, all battling in it. Who, who do you think? Who, who you got coming out of the Pacific? Out of those three, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think by default, Vegas is going to win the division. Just given how they're playing right now, seven, two, and one in their last ten. Edmonton's making a strong push, but I, I, this is Edmonton we're talking about. They tend to fade. Um, I think it. Yeah, I think Vegas comes out on top of this division. I think kind of what we have set right now in the wild card is is going to be it. I think Calgary just misses out. Yeah, I I think LA makes a real good run here. Um, you know, they they this weekend they've got Seattle, Vancouver, both road games but back to back. Whereas you know Vegas Vegas has a Minnesota home and home coming up on on Sun, on Saturday Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, so or Saturday Monday. Uh, that that's I mean that Vegas is still going to be hungry. Minnesota is going to be still hungry. So I I think and then they've got to go to Nashville without a night off and then right. right back home for LA. I I really like the Kings down the stretch. Um and you know once again goal, goaltending of course the biggest question in LA as it has been all year. Um Mick Jesus there in Edmonton doing his thing. Vegas just doing Vegas just doing Vegas things. But uh, I, I I like LA to finish one or two in that division. I just don't know don't have a hard feel of where they're going to finish, but I think they jump one or both those teams. 
Well, I mean, looking at that team that's currently in second in Edmonton, uh, I mean, they got what? Uh, they five got games left. Easy, they got yeah. easy. They got six games. Anaheim, the Kings, Anaheim, San Jose, Colorado, San. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Edmonton wins the division. Jeez, look good. God, that schedule. Two with San Jose and two with Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I did I sway you? Just look at that schedule. It's just four so winnable. Game. Good God. Good guy, and they're they're only back to back is an L.A. Anaheim back to back on a Tuesday. Which Wednesday, is not which really a back same hotel. Yeah, you're not leaving anywhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe Edmonton sneaks and wins it. I, I have no feel of the Pacific. I haven't had a feel of the Pacific all year. No, I don't think anybody has. No, yeah, they they definitely have. But I mean, Edmonton's you know eight out of the last ten they've won. They're three in a row points and nine out of the last ten. But you know eight out of ten for Vegas in points and eight out of ten for the Kings in points. I mean the the top three teams are just. They're playing really good hockey right now. They are a lot of, a lot of the late night hockey on the coast is fun to watch. <laughs> a lot of fun to watch, but uh, yeah, we'll see it. Uh, it's going to be a close call. Um, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a close shave, which is what you get with manscaped. You know, if you want to keep it close, keep it high and tight manscaped.com slash pro hockey news. Or if you just go to their website, put PHN 20 in your cart and you could get all manscaped and beautiful like Dr. Lula Fredo. Who doesn't want to look like that? Always going high and tight. <laughs> Always going high and tight. Manscaped.com slash pro hockey news. Okay, let's let's talk about uh let's talk about Phoenix. Yes. I was gonna say <laughs> we got we got pride talk and we got Phoenix talk. Okay. Um Phoenix, I, I think it's a non-story. Case uh, anybody's missed it, and, and, and Richard, why don't you set this up? Because I missed it until you uh, threw it my way. But uh, Phoenix and Tempe are battling. Phoenix and Tempe are battling. This uh, actually was reported by uh, KPNX uh, News 12 out there in Phoenix. Um, so it sounds like the uh, the city of Phoenix is actually looking to take legal action against the city of Tempe for the Tempe Entertainment District that they're planning, which would include the Coyotes new home stadium when they eventually move out of the mullet. Um, but the, the issue is it is extremely close to the flight path for the Phoenix sky Harbor. And there is a proposed, uh, high rise for, uh, residential buildings within that district. Really all that has to, all that has to be done here is for the, uh, for Tempe to take the residential zoning out of this proposal and Phoenix has no case to to argue, and you know voters will probably vote this in. This is also going to be going to voters in May, whether there's legal action or not. So even if voters vote this in, um, Phoenix can still battle against it and try and get that residential zoning taken out. But really, that's the whole thing that that's holding this up, and it's just another bump in the road for the the future home of the Arizona Coyotes. Here's the irony of it when you read deeper into the article and, and, and some other stuff. It, it's not even about the high rise and it being close to the runway. It's about Airport a noise. Ordinance. It's yeah. a noise ordinance that Tempe put in place as an agreement with Phoenix. So they couldn't. So Tempe wouldn't, you know, as, as Sky Harbor changed and all that, it, it was whole, basically they held Phoenix hostage. So Phoenix couldn't claim the land and put housing there and then claim, you know, so, but now Tempe wants to do it. And it's their own thing that they threw out there, which is hilarious. Now, what's interesting on top of that all is it sounds like Phoenix wants to claim that land because they want to expand Sky Harbor. 
and that's the side that's most expandable. Mm-hmm. So they don't want residential to go there because they want to add to Sky Harbor and take that land from Tempe and put it to Phoenix in the name of the airport. What I think is going to happen is money is going to exchange hands. Oh, yeah. And you're either going to not see residential there, and then you're going to see either Tempe give the land to Phoenix so Sky Harbor could extend, or, or Tempe's going to become part of the Sky Harbor land, and they're going to get some taxes out of it down the road to not build residential. There's, there's definitely money will exchange hands. Somebody will pay somebody. And I don't, I'm not saying that housing will be there or not. The bottom line is they're going to figure this out and, and the oh, arena yeah. get built. Or, or here's my solution. Hear me out here. Build the arena in Sky Harbor so the visiting <laughs> team can fly in as late <laughs> as possible, play the game, get the win, get out. And then, like, you know, passing, uh, you know, passing people through Sky Harbor can stop and watch the game and maybe enjoy a snack as, you know, they watch the Arizona Coyotes try and play hockey. They're only going to be like 15,000 feet from the runway anyway. Exactly. So just uh, I, I, how much closer do you need to be? <laughs> just just put it inside. I mean, oh, that okay. way you don't have to worry about ticket sales. You, you have security there already, so you don't have to worry about that. That's taken care of. Concessions are there. See this. Okay. This, um, um, no. this. This. This is a brilliant idea. This is the most non-story story involving the Phoenix debacle. That's the scary. Like <laughs> this is literally the most non-story story of the Phoenix debacle in years. But it's the most relevant update for this. It is uh, the most current. This, I don't know how relevant it is. It, it, but it doesn't even affect the arena. It. It has zero effect on the arena. It, it has an effect that they can't build it until this gets approved. Right. Well, but this part of it is not what the voters are voting on. I know. <laughs> this is literally two cities arguing over money. Yep. That's all. Yep. And, and you know who's not involved? Glendale. Nope. Because they said bye. <laughs> well, I mean, because uh, the Coyotes wouldn't pay their rent, but you know. Yeah. Well, you also have to fly from Sky Harbor to the Glendale Arena to get there on time. So Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So just, just, you know, it's always fun to have more stories about Phoenix because why not? Just Everybody loves Phoenix. a good Phoenix story. Yeah. Um, so Pride Night has been a thing in the NHL. Um, teams have abandoned it. Like, like you know, we saw Chicago abandon it m- most recently due to Russian player stuff and all that. The Wild and the Rangers have done the same thing. Uh, we've seen players recently with Reimer and the Stahl brothers uh, step out of it. That has nothing to do with Russian Russian stuff. Um, that, that's, you know, the veiled religious reasons, stuff, whatever. I was actually thinking maybe we, we talk about the, the issues we're having with the pride night and just, you know, the whole controversy surrounding it. And why now, why now? (laughs) Because, because it's, it's, it's in, in America, it's okay to be a bigot all of a sudden. That's why. I I mean, it's become acceptable, Richard. I'm not even going to pull punches on that one. No, no. I, I mean, that has a big part of it. And we also know that there's the issue with, you know, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine and, you know, uh, international tensions with the Russian players, uh, safety issues with them and their families. I, it, to an extent, I understand that. Um, and my, my biggest issue is, you know, w- with the players who don't have that, who say, well, you know, I, I object to it on you know, personal or religious grounds, or, um, you know, I, I don't accept this. Um, what is it? I mean, or, or how hard James is it Ryan. to put that Jersey on? 
Or, or you're the James Reimer doublespeak of, uh, yeah, because of my beliefs, but I accept everybody. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's that simple. So stop the crap. <laughs> here, here's what I think the NHL should do. Um, you know, they, 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 some of them have done Latino Heritage Nights where mm-hmm. they've won jerseys. They've, have we ever seen anybody uh, not wear an autistic jersey for, you know, autistic awareness with the puzzle pieces that right. we've seen a couple teams? With? Like, g- give me a freaking break. So here's the thing. Do all these nights. The teams need to stop shying away. If players want to out themselves, and I'm using that term very literally on this one, if they want to out themselves about being bigots against people that are out, let them. Who cares? So I don't know. Stop protecting the players that don't want to wear jerseys. So, uh, okay. I, I also, I, I figured we, we'd probably get into a, a little bit of it here uh, on the podcast. And, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with you on, on these, on these issues, but I also, I, I had to think about, okay, well, how do we, how do we implement that? Um, you know, the NHL is a league. You have players who want to use, you know, uh, you know, religious reasons as a way to not promote this. Fine. You know, that, that is part of your first amendment. You can use that as yep. whatever that, that, that I don't agree with it, but that's fine. But how do we deal with these players who are saying, I don't want to participate in that, but yet I still want to play in the game and get paid. I know this is that's, a that, league initiative. Uh, what do we do? Well, but, but the jerseys aren't being, we're not, the NHL doesn't approve specialty jerseys in the games. So that, that's number one. We, we haven't gotten to a place like in the minor league where, where they wear the whole jersey for the game. Right. They auction them off and all that. Nothing says you have to take warmups to play in an NHL game. No. So to me, it's an issue. If you don't want to wear the jersey that is the warm-up jersey for the evening, mm-hmm. you know, then, then sit out. Yeah. You know, it, it, if somebody, you know, has an issue with, uh, you know, Native Americans or the indigenous, when you speak, you know, how Canada calls it, and they don't want to play for the Blackhawks because of that, so be it. They don't, you know, don't go to that franchise because of the logo that they wear. Right. You know, you have a choice as a player, as a free agent, or if you're traded and you, hey, I'm not going to play if I don't believe in wearing a crest like that. So, so I mean, anybody can do that. So if you don't want to take warmups in a jersey, that's the jersey of the night, fine, don't. Players, these teams need to stop protecting the players for, for making choices like that. Just, just don't. Yeah, like just let let them sit out and and let them face the media. They're these are adults. They're making millions of dollars. They're in the public eye. It's no different than a politician. It's no different than a movie star. It's no different than 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 you know, whatever you want. You know, there's there's Tom Cruise as a Scientologist who he's pretty much avoided a lot of the controversy with that and still makes a gazillion dollars. Yeah, doing his action movies and there's plenty of people that don't like the Church of Scientology, but people will choose. People will choose just wear the jersey. If you are, if your organization wants to do it, you should. If a player wants to sit out, he can. Yeah, and I, I equate this with if you're part of an organization that does any sort of charitable work that maybe you're not comfortable with, you just don't go. You don't participate. That doesn't yeah. mean that you're drawing away from the good that your organization is doing. It just yeah. doesn't mean you don't have to participate. Yeah, there's, you know, t- taking it... There, there's there's a long history of, of Habitat for Humanity um, and, you know, not a lot of times they, they, they for years ago. And, and I, I honestly don't know if it's still like this. Um, they don't work on Sundays because they are a Christian organization. And I know that when I was at Indiana and involved in Hillel, the Jewish Student Youth Organization, 
we, you know, we were asked to partner with them and it was really tough for us to, who we, in theory for the, the religious Jews who don't want to work on, can't work on Saturdays mm-hmm. and do things, but can on Sundays. And you were trying to partner with somebody who says you can only on the weekend work one, not the other. And it was like, well, how do you do this? You know, and, and we, we, we came to a great partner, you know, we, we had talks and all that and it's, you know, things, things were a lot different in, in the late nineties <laughs> than they are now. But I mean, like you choose not to partner with things. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Just they're adults. I, I I don't like the teams protecting um, a couple players, you know, from it. Yeah. If if you're Russian and you're afraid you're going to go to jail, fine. Then say that. that. That's way more acceptable than what the Styles and the Rhymers have said. Let's Absolutely. Be Let's be honest. And and even though there's conflicting reports out there about is it illegal? You know, can Russia Russia jail you for that? That that's international relations are different. But we we can't protect. You know, protecting the rhymers and the stalls of the world don't protect including everybody in hockey. Right. Here's here's another solution. If you don't want to do a pride night, then then stop doing stop doing all the nights and just do a hockey is for everybody night and let each player wear skates or tape or the jersey. Like if each player wants to pick a cause and you put that on their jersey, then everybody that then Reimer could put the freaking archdiocese of whatever he wants. Yeah for that night make hockey for everybody night instead of doing individual causes let the players let, let the players have a say yeah i like that idea yeah that's because that's where it started as hockey is for everybody and we've kind mm-hmm. of morphed into different things and I'm, i don't want to marginalize i love pride nights and i think they're great but maybe we need to go back to hockey is for everybody but let's let players choose a charity or choose some kind of cause tied into hockey is for everybody make them do something you know that is near and dear to their heart and then Nobody can complain. Oh, I mean, somebody could, but you know, yeah. So it'll be a lot harder to. So in, ter- in terms of the jerseys, did, did you have a, did, did you have one that uh, you liked better than the others? You know, I looking through the list of the, the pride night jerseys that the, the team, different teams were going to be wearing throughout the season. I thought I had a clear winner. I thought I had seen them all. And I thought my winner was going to be the Calgary flames. And it is just a great jersey. Um, if you haven't seen it, head over to Twitter, find uh, you know, find some screenshots of that because, I mean, there are quite a few things that are going wrong with that organization. That jersey is not one of them. It is okay. Pardon the pun. It is on fire. Um, that thing is is great. Um, but scrolling through the others. Another one kind of emerged to compete for that, at least as far as my favorite, the Seattle Kraken one. That one just, I, I don't know what it is about the logo and the art style. Just, I, I feel like uh, somebody understood the assignment on that one. Okay. Okay. I've, I've got two favorites as well. Okay. Um, tomorrow's Vancouver jersey is awesome. Yes. I, I think that all the elements they put in there is absolutely awesome with, with, of course, you know, with the, the visible symbol of the, of the rainbow um, going through the Canuck. Um, the, the monarch butterfly is a symbol of mental health awareness, mm-hmm. which, you know, we, we know what happens in a, in a lot of the LBGTQA uh, plus stuff. Um, the pansies, which I didn't know about this. The pansies are a nod to the first LGBTQ plus movement in the 1930s that was known as the pansy craze. I did know that. Which then the derogatory term also has come from yep. that, which I learned when I was reading more. So they're taking 
uh, you know, kind of three elements of, of that adding in mental health, which we all know has been a big thing. I mean, just, I love the, the, how they, how they took three elements into one. It's a really cool looking Jersey as well. The, my other favorite is, is Florida's. I, I like that they've got Panther pride on there, how they put the pride on there, the, the, the rainbow on the numbers and on the shoulder patches grade and just the logo. I mean, they use that, that, that alternate logo that has the palm tree and then crest with the stick going through it. I, I thought they did a really, really good job um, on their jerseys as well. Those are yeah. my two favorites. Yeah. Um, uh, I, w- I want to put a, a quick notable mention the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. The front of that jersey, I think, is um, it's a spectacle. Um, I like it. I don't know if it's uh, it's everybody's favorite there, um, but somebody uh, misunderstood what you were supposed to do on the back. Um, I you know points for creativity, but that kind of, it kind of hurts my eyes to to look at the the numbers right. in the sequence there. Yeah, I, Vegas was okay for me. Um, I. It's hard to say. Jersey had a good one too. All the words in their crest. I thought they they did a good. Mm-hmm. Theirs was really thoughtful. I, I'm sorry, Dallas, but Dallas missed. Dallas, Dallas missed. and Dallas and Buffalo. Buffalo. They just like Dallas literally just took their black jersey and slapped a rainbow logo on the front. I, I feel like they did the the minimal work. Yeah. for theirs. So yeah, none of the numbers weren't prided out. That there was it was just it literally was just a, a simple simple crest. Um, yeah. And then Buffalo, just another one. They, they put a rainbow around. It looks like their current Jersey with just a rainbow around their crest. <laughs> it, it is like, they that's did less exactly than, what it is. Like very, they did even less than Dallas did. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Anaheim's came out. Okay. I, I yeah. like the, the change of the logo up front and the, the one love on the shoulder. Yeah. You know? Arizona probably looking the best they've looked all year. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna die on that hill, aren't you? No, Cochina. I mean, anytime you, I mean, they, they put it, they they put it, they put some pride stuff on a practice jersey, and it looks better than anything that they've worn. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. You don't you don't you don't agree? You're, you're allowed to be wrong. I, I get it. We've established on the first line your jersey tastes are usually awful. Usually awful. The ducks, ducks and San Jose sharks with, with the heart kind of kitschy, yeah. but different. Yeah. I mean, they weren't afraid. They, they went different. Um, yeah, I, all, all of them are good in, in all of them. You know, they're good in their own right. Except like I said, Dallas and Buffalo, just try harder. Yeah. <laughs> put a little more effort in that. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least Philly put their numbers in, you know, they didn't try on the front, but they tried on the back. It was simple. Yeah. But Isn't that the story of Philly? Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, but so no, I, I I think if if I were to pick my favorite out of all of these, I think I'd still go with the Flames because I mean that one is just that one's great. Yeah, no, I I, I can't argue. I just I had them solidly in third place. I do. Okay, and I I don't know if and Pittsburgh confuses me. I yeah. don't know what to think of Pittsburgh's. I I didn't know if I, I I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Yeah, it's, I kind of wanted it's their, there. Their, I wanted the, the the TV numbers to have the rainbow. T- like it, it seems like it's unfinished. I think. <laughs> right, like like they forgot the TV numbers to do something as well. The front and the back, yeah, it just, yeah, I don't know. It's not terrible, but yeah, yeah, could be better. Yeah, so we'll see how they goes. Um, 
you know, uh, Marty Walsh, the new player, uh, executive director, you know, he's been very outspoken about, about that community when he was a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said that he believes pride night should continue. He he'll never say players should be forced to wear it. So we're, we'll see how it goes. Um, I just, I hope they don't abandon it. If they do abandon it, I think just go to a hockey is for everybody night and let's see, you know, what we got there. Yeah. So, um, Taking a look though, just quickly before we we do our picks, um, Sans Sans Lonnie, because you know he's floating on a petri dish. Yep. Uh, AHL playoffs starting to come into shape. Um, we're starting to see some players sent back down to the American League. We're, we're hearing we're you know we're seeing more players being talked about sending down in the American League um, to get that playoff experience for teams that are out of it. Uh, you know, w- one team that. Uh, you know, it was looking great that the, the Toronto Marlies team, man, they, they were flying this year and now they've like lost six in a row and, <laughs> but they still hold a 14 point lead in that North division. They're the only team in that division to clinch. Um, but how about the P Bruins, the P oh, Bruins, you know, they, they are the best in the, in, in the Atlantic. They're, they're the best, um, you know, in three out of the four divisions, only trailing Calgary and Coachella. Uh, um, yeah, for points. So they're third. Yep. So the P Bruins and our and 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 the big Bruins, the B Bruins, they're both having good years. That's pretty impressive. Eight in a row now for the P Bruins. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something you don't normally see is the parent club and the the club underneath yeah. doing that well. It's that that goes to show you the depth that that organization has. Yeah, and how about the P Bruins? Not even the hottest team in the league. The Calgary no. Wranglers, winners of nine in a row. Oh man. Oh, we, we've been talking about this on the second line, uh-huh. just, uh, you know, the ridiculous streaks we've been seeing in the minors, uh, Calgary Wranglers definitely way up there. Um, I believe in the ECHL, we've seen, uh, the Toledo walleye with like a 15 game win streak. Yeah, I, I, they, they, I don't think they've lost since November. Yeah, no, it's, sure. I mean, they're, they're crazy good this year. They are. Um, but yeah, no, um, Calgary just looking, uh, phenomenal this season. You'll be excited to see what they do in the playoffs. And, and then we have the central where nobody has clinched anything yet. <laughs> right. You know, it's starting to look more like Texas and Milwaukee are pretty solid uh, of getting a playoff space, but Milwaukee, Iowa, Rockford, all kind of battling um, for, for their playoff position. And of course, if you want to figure out the playoffs, you have to go read about it. Cause when you have an eight team division, two 17 divisions and a 10 team division, it makes for crazy playoffs. It gets a bit wonky. I went off on that last week. Uh, I still do not understand this playoff format, but um, there needs to be some realigning and uh, they need to do something with this. Cause each, I, I, I don't like having each division have their own playoff format until you get to the East and the West in the Calder cup playoffs. It's, it's not, yeah, we, to me, that's not exciting. It, it's it's funny how we've gone from the Western expansion um, to the AHL needing some more teams close to the NHL teams, and now that's the biggest division. The yeah. West is just absolutely – I mean, you got Calgary and Calgary. You got Coachella that's sitting there. Um, you know, Abbotsford sitting right there for the Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Colorado right up the street. Yep. You know, right, right up the highway. Ontario across – you know, Tucson right down the road, San Jose in San Jose, Henderson, only about a 15 minute drive from their parent club. Just absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy in terms of how big the West, you know, has become um, in, in terms of that. And it's uh, what's still funny to me is, is Coachella Valley Firebirds it's supposed to be a great arena out there. They, they built it just 
I get the name. I do. I get the name being in Coachella and, and all that. But the Firebirds and the Crack, it just, that's the merge. It's like, wait, aren't, wait a minute. Aren't they with the Flames? Because they're the Firebirds? But no, that's the Wranglers. That's in their backyard. That's an old, like, that's the only thing that, that, that always messes me up when I look quickly at the standings and yeah. think of affiliations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Bridgeport Islanders, obviously Islanders, um, the rain. Yeah. I, I, I like the, uh, the Henderson silver Knights. Yeah. With the golden Knights. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know, a nice little play, but, um, I think my favorite, uh, nickname in this league has to go to the Rockford ice hogs. You and like I'm still, hogs, huh? I, I, that's just a great name. It always, yeah, they've always, it's, it's always been a good name throughout their different affiliations. Yeah. Rockford. Now they're owned partially by the Blackhawks, owned by the Blackhawks. So it's it definitely teamed up. But yeah, no, the fact that they kept that name. Um, yeah. And, and the pig is the fierce fighting boar. It's good. It is. It, good. You get the great names in the minors. You do. You do. You get, uh, you get some real good ones. You get some good ones. Um, San Jose's got, San Jose has to work on their logo though. That San Jose Barracuda logo, I, I can't get into. They can do better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to see what they can do, but I'm not upset if they keep it. Yeah, and I've always liked the moose. All the iterations of the Manitoba moose, the moose. and the Minnesota moose, and yeah, the, the, back to the IHL days, the moose have always had a good logo too. I, when, when you have good subject matter, it's hard to screw yes. that up. Yes, it is good. So yeah, that's... Yeah, so like I said, if if you want to read about uh, the playoffs, um, you have to just go to the AHL site and read about who how you get into the playoffs because it is it's it's nuts. It's nuts. It's it's that simple. If you can navigate the AHL website, it's gotten better. <laughs> it's gotten better. So by the way, Texas and Milwaukee uh, can clinch uh, this weekend. Uh, but I mean, really, in case you're wondering. Um, it is five teams that get in, in the central and the North six teams that get in, in the Atlantic and the Pacific gets seven teams. in. That's, that's how they figure it out. And then they bracket it up, uh, in the first round is what they call it. Then they go to division semifinals and then the division finals, and then the West and the East play each other to go to the Calder cup. So, uh, finishing first in the Pacific is a huge, huge advantage because you, you, you're the only one to get to the buy yep. in that one um, where technically there's three buys in the central and the north and two buys in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So Got it. Makes sense. Got it. Yeah. It's <laughs> Wrote it down. Money, baby. It's all about the money. It's all about travel and money and, and, and that good stuff. So yep. yeah, it goes best of three, then a five, five, and then a seven, seven. So that is your, your quick look there. Um, yeah, and the ECHL Toledo's to lose. Let's just, I mean, isn't that the ECHL story this year? It's yeah, pretty much. To lose. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, th- that's all I got on the, uh, on the ECHL because, I mean, they've absolutely been crazy this year. I mean, it, Cincinnati and them have been flip-flopping for that number one spot in the Central. I don't know. Toledo's just seem like they've just been on fire. Though. Like, just anytime you look up, they're doing something. Okay. And a quick Cincinnati's update. has been quieter about it. Quick update. Um, their streak has ended. Oh, I missed they that. They finally lost one. They are 8-1-0-1 in their last 10. Ooh, two, two losses. Ooh, they're cold. Maybe um, I'm off the Cincinnati. Cincinnati in their last 21 games, 19-0-1-1. One one. 
But they haven't, I don't know why, but doesn't it seem like a quieter story than what Toledo was doing? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like I, knew were, I knew they were having a year. I didn't realize. I, I just, yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. Toledo, right. Cincinnati on a crash course. Right. Playoff. Play separate them. Here we go. There you go. And then, of course, the big drop to the Indy Fuel in the you know, third spot. Yeah. Big drop. And then uh, for the, the old SPHL fans, Peoria and Birmingham fighting it out to finish number one in the regular season. There, two points separate them as they head down the stretch. Huntsville, Roanoke, Evansville, Knoxville also in the playoff picture. Pensacola and Fayetteville kind of down a little bit as, as they battle uh, for, for the final two spots. Uh, and you know, we're not even going to talk about Vermillion. County, we talked about them <laughs> earlier. Uh, Macon and Quad City on the outside looking in Macon with a absolutely atrocious year, only 12 wins and 51 games in my old stomping grounds. And it always pains me to see them not do well. But that's your that's your minor league roundup. Richard. Yeah. It's yeah. it's time. You know, but by, by the way, they they you play for, you know how you put, you do play for hardware when you win these things. They they you get do. trophies and, and rings and maybe LDE jewelry can couldn't get them for you. If you, need, they, if you need a ring or a brace, like just go to the PHN website, click on LDE Affinity Jewelry. They got some good stuff. You know, we should contact them and see if they can give us a, a little championship for the the Bet 99 picks Ooh. coming up. You do, I think you should talk to Lou about that. I, I think we'll, little, we'll, little, we'll bring little, that little, up. Display yeah. it each year. We pass it around. Exactly. Yeah, I, think, I think you should. Talk I mean, to Lou. It will pretty much stay here after, you know, starting next year. But, you know, we'll, we'll... Talk, talk to Lou about that next week. On the, I, I want to hear it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tune in to see if you bring it up to him. Mark it down. Oh, mark it mark down. Mark it down. All right. The Speaking of bet, bet 99 time. The Bet 99 PHN picks of the week. Let's recap over last week. Uh, not much has changed. Everybody went four and two. <laughs> How crazy was that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we, we remain in the same spot. Uh, Adam still three game, or two games ahead of Lonnie. Uh, a good five games ahead of me. Um, yeah, let's Here's see. the crazy thing about us all going four and two. We only picked one game the same, the exact same. Like, there was only oh. one game on the list that we all had the same. Yeah, we all had the Rangers winning, and everything yeah. else was just a hodgepodge. Crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Um, but that's what happens when you throw that bonus game in. But now uh, let's, let's see how we do this week. Uh, we got five we fresh games. Actually, actually, we could remove the bonus game if you want. No. We can remove the bonus game. I'm okay with to. that. No. Oh, okay. No, we're not I just, going to. Like, if you were complaining about the no, bonus no, no, game, no, no, we no, can no, remove I'm it. I'm just saying, when you, when you add more in, you get uh, better chances of, you know, Differing picks and getting the same result. I, I let you guys catch up to me in a game by adding that bonus game, by the way. <laughs> you sure I was not. four and yeah. one going into that bonus game. You sure were. You were three and two. I was three and two. And so was Lon. Just saying. So, I mean, you want to complain about it? I can. I, I can I'm not complaining. Action, little I am just mentioning okay. that is okay. how we all got to four and oh. two. That oh. is it. That is all. Okay. All right. Just, just want to make sure that uh, you understand what you're asking for. Yes, you simmer down over there. All I'm right. simmered. I am simmered. <laughs> oh, by the way, one thing I do want to mention. Okay. Nope, I'm going to save it for my. Nope, that's going to be save, my it, save it for your parting. Yep, that's my parting shot. Yeah. Yeah. You gave the floor to me. Recognize the gentleman <laughs> from Colorado. All right. Go ahead, gentlemen. Game number one. We have St. Louis at Nashville. Adam, who you got? Oh, nothing like the noon central start on the network. <laughs> Nashville. I love road teams in early games. Or sorry, home teams in early games. Love yep. hate, hate road teams in early games. That's my thing. Well, I know I want to make up some ground on you, so I'm taking St. Louis for no other reason than just that. Um, I'm taking Nashville, by the way. Oh, he's, uh, have, you, have you been in communication with, with As Lonnie? far as you know, I have. 
I, I was going to say, should we just split it up? And yeah. we're, we're going to make picks for him? As far as you know, Lonnie's picking, Lonnie said Nashville. Okay. Lonnie's taking Nashville. Here, just as far as you know, I've talked to him about this. Okay. <laughs> God, okay. All right. Um, game number two. We have a, uh, an exciting event. Buffalo at Philadelphia playoff implications for one of these teams, but not really. Um, Why did you pick this game? I mean, I, it, it was it was quick. Do you have a substitute for this one? Yeah, the the three o'clock ABC game could have could have been taken. I don't have the schedule up right Boston now. Boston at Pittsburgh. Boston at Pittsburgh. I mean, that's actually a much yeah, better. That's game. A, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, who you got? I got Pittsburgh. I thought so because you were mentioning uh, Boston's going to let off. Yeah, I, I just back to back or start of a back to back. I just I'm I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Okay, um, I'm going to go with uh, Boston. I don't think they're going to let off the gas just yet. I think they're going to save that for the second part of the back-to-back. Uh, they're they, in they've s- got two afternoon games, both Saturday and Sunday are national television afternoon games for them. Yep. So I think second one, apart. they're letting off the gas. Okay. But I think they're going to give it all they got in Pittsburgh. And uh, I just got a text from Lonnie. Uh, he is going to take Boston in this game. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Glad he's got a signal. He must be on land today. <laughs> Oh, or he's, or he's texting over Wi-Fi. Anyways, could be. Yeah, yeah. good point. All right, game. Oh, yeah, you three. guys are iPhone guys. You, you guys can do that iMessage stuff over. The Android in me doesn't allow all that. So exactly. That, that's Amongst why you need to move yeah. to iPhone. Anyway, Never. game number three: Dallas at Colorado. Uh, this. Oh, call me a homer. I think this is game of the day. Adam, who you got? It it is game of the day, and why ESPN is showing Jersey at Chicago? I have no clue, but uh, I'll talk about that in my. I talk here in a second. Um, I am going to go with Colorado. All right, Colorado at home. I, they're get you know they're, they're doing that thing where they're getting healthy at the right time. Them in Tampa, they always get healthy at the right time. Uh, yep. Except they, I don't know. I, I lost a little bit of faith of them in the game against Minnesota. Um, yep. It's a good game though. Um, but yeah, sure. I'll I'll, I'll continue going Colorado. Um, Lonnie lost a lot of faith in them against that game in Minnesota. That's why he's picking Dallas. Yeah. Because he thinks they're going to win the division. Were you talking with him uh, before? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We were talking earlier earlier this week, before the Minnesota uh, game. But I mean, I think that that doubled down okay. his loss of faith in Colorado is what that was. Yeah. Uh, understandable. Understandable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Game number four, LA at Seattle. Adam, who you got? This is a tasty game for yeah. for a lot of different reasons. It's a good litmus test for both teams about about where they are. Um, I I don't like the way Seattle's playing though recently. Um, I, I think LA, like I said, I, I, I still think LA has a chance to win that division. I think they're going to put their foot down. So I will take LA. All right. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. Um, I, I think this is the point where we're going to see Seattle really hit that throttle hard to try and distance themselves from that second wild card and potentially move themselves into a better playoff position in, uh, in the Pacific division there. Um, and, um, Oh, I guess uh, Lonnie's going with L.A. as well. Oh, he is. I see. I thought being on a Disney cruise, he would go for a mythical creature. I no, thought that's what he was thinking this week. I guess not. Uh, no, South Southern California, Disney. I, I think that's what's gotten into King's place. princesses, all that. Got it. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I guessed right. wrong in his thinking. <laughs> Final. Uh, you know, we are going to be so upset when he ends up going five and oh. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Game number five, Minnesota at the Vegas Golden Knights. Adam, who you got? You know, Saturday night in Vegas, you can't fight the home team. 
<laughs> Give me the nights on a Vegas Saturday evening. All right. Um, I'm taking Minnesota. I'm sensing a little desperation from them. Um, in desperation, I just mean they're they're playing hard. Harder than the, the, a team in their position probably should be at this point. Um, have you heard anything from Lonnie? I, I have not heard anything from Lonnie on this game, but I mean, being in Minnesota, he's yeah, gonna, I think he has to go, go with the home Minnesota, team, right? Yeah. Right. And he's away from the cold right now, so he probably feels good about it. Uh, I was gonna say he probably misses it. So uh, yeah, probably, probably yeah. for sure. <laughs> but by the way, um, another this is you know another rant, big miss, no national late game, no, no ESPN, no, I mean, I, I, no, no network, no, just I mean, not giving the fans anything. I mean. I know the C, the back end of the CBC Hockey Night in Canada is the Edmonton Anaheim game. It's still better than nothing. Put McDavid and Drysaitel on TV, but once again, another miss. No late Saturday night game for a national audience. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Okay, that does it for our Bet Ninety Nine PHN Picks of the Week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at PHN Podcast. And if you'd like to submit your picks to us, see how well you stack up against Lonnie and his um, telepathic picks. Uh, you can use the hashtag PHN picks. He's not a Disney crew, so everything is magic. Exactly. They're magical picks. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see who, uh, we'll see if anybody's foolish on these picks too, by the way. Yeah. Really? Did, did you, are you now just getting that? I am. I am. You didn't, you didn't really, I, I, I was waiting for an April Fool's pick of some sort. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't play up the day. Maybe it was the the Buffalo. Oh, that was foolish. That was definitely <laughs> fair enough. You see how Time? easily I let you replace that one. You did. That it was. It was kind of a letdown. I mean, there was no battle. There was no no needle. Man, that was easy. Yeah, it, it changing your old age. Yeah. <laughs> Parting shots, Mister Cote. A parting shot. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go back to our little topic. Uh, I've talked about this before. One of my parting shots um, when talking about pride night and uh, you know, hockey's attempt to try and include everybody. And just really my mindset is why are we trying to take, you know, any publicity away from trying to grow the game? Uh, we're seeing communities who don't necessarily have access, whether it be they don't have the facilities to practice in or they don't feel welcome in the game. Uh, why is it such a hard, like, why, why are people having such a hard time trying to extend the courtesy and letting people who love the game come in and love the game? Because that's what it's really all about. We want to grow the game. We want more people to have access to it, at least those of us who want this sport to thrive. We just need more people to get involved and more people to enjoy and love it. And that's really all I have for my parting thought. Say what you want about the NFL, but when they do causes and, and I've got issues with some of their, how they do some of their, but they do it league wide and they don't give anybody a choice. Yeah. You, you have to have things on your sideline. You have to have things in your end zone. You have to wear certain towels and allowed to wear certain things. Like they just, they just do it. They just do it. They're the only league that says, this is what we're doing, and nobody else has a choice. Yep. And we don't hear anybody complain about their days. Nope. They do it a little different, I know, but still, once again, it's it's simple. The league just mandates it. So, yeah. listen, let's go back to hockey is for everyone, and, and let's put a lot of causes 
out there. So that's one of my, my parting shot is uh, one of my favorite players that, that, that I've been able to watch mostly in my adult life. Um, really all in my, my adult life and, and being a Hawks fan, Jonathan Taves coming back this weekend um, with, with some, some just second time he's been dealing with some long COVID stuff and a, and a respiratory and, and autoimmune stuff. So, you know, he's, he's most likely winding down his days in a Blackhawks Jersey, um, potentially winding down his days in any type of NHL jerseys. We'll, we'll see, you know, as he gets closer to making a decision in the offseason of if and or where he wants to play. So I'm going to enjoy um, these last handful of games. I hope he plays in all of them. Uh, they're, they're a terrible team. And of course, we, but seeing number 19, wearing that, that, that C on him that's been there for, you know, more than a decade now. Uh, I'm just happy he's able to come back for these last few games and great player, great player, great two way center and, and really a true leader for that franchise. Um, you know, much maligned in the last couple of years, but definitely through, through the glory years that led this team and kept in serious as he was, who softened up. And I think a future NHL coach down the line, I think he stays around the game. So I'm excited to see good old number 19 back in the, the, uh, the Blackhawks sweater for these last handful of games. Makes my team worth watching for a little bit. <laughs> for a little so, bit. And also a parting shot as, as this is, uh, you know, on March 31st, 2023, the Cubs want to know Cardinals 0-1. So Cubs first place, Cardinals losers. Just hey, want to point throw, that out. Throwing the uh, Colorado Rockies. Also. Nope, 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 nope. Yep. Don't, don't, Undefeated. You're Undefeated. Done. You already had yours. I'm, nope. I'm talking Undefeated. about my care. <laughs> God, just ruin it. Just don't do it. Yeah, I'm getting in on your parting thought. Yeah. Okay. MyCustomSportsShare.com, Manscaped, LDE, Affinity, Julie Foco, and of course, Chicago Wolf Store are our great friends. We appreciate all they've done. While Lonnie Goldsmith is floating in the ocean, thanks to Richard Coday for, for producing this extravaganza and, and helping me fix a mic that it was magical. It, it, it was. Sounds good. No. I am Adam Vanek saying so long. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>